Hey everyone, it's Philip with the Everyday Fighter podcast, and I wanted to welcome you to this episode with David Mee. David lives in Australia, uh, kind of a uh, more rural area in in Australia, and um, he wanted to find uh, some activity uh, for his uh, teenage son to start doing, and they found karate. Um, Funny thing, though, is that David decided to join his son on this journey. So at the time of this recording, they're about uh, six months into it. So we're going to get kind of his perspective on that whole process, uh, what it was like for for him and working with his son. And um, it's great. I really enjoyed this time with David. He's fairly soft-spoken, but a lot of wonderful insights in terms of um, his approach to parenting and you know his his way of working through this new dynamic with his son um but before we get into the episode i did want to uh to put a spotlight on a on a cause that's uh, pretty special to me um one thing about my spotlights here is that uh these are unsponsored. Uh, these folks that I, I bring to your attention, they have no idea that I'm doing this. Um, I don't know whether they're into the fight world or not either, but it's just um, um, something that I feel is important because um, I think they're just doing good work. Um, and it's kind of uh, you know my, my way of, of uh, kind of sharing a bit more of the good that I think that they're doing. So in this uh, episode spotlight, I want to talk about an organization called Special Books by Special Kids. Now, the story behind this is that uh, there's a a guy named Chris. He was a special education teacher. And one of the ways that he found is kind of a fun way to help his students kind of break out of their shell a little bit. Um, and a lot of them had just various degrees of, of challenges from physical to to a developmental um, and, and just kind of down the line. But he kind of found a way to connect with them. And that was by interviewing them. <laughs> interviewing them in the context of them writing a book about themselves. So he'd set up a camera and he would just start asking them questions about themselves. Turned out that what started out as a, as a small project for him blew up into something that really became a passion for him. He ended up um, quitting his job and he decided to travel the country interviewing special kids <laughs> across the board. And it, it's just, it's just amazing. He, he puts these interviews um, on social media, onto YouTube, onto Facebook, and really just spends time. And uh, man, just his, his approach in, in getting these uh, kids to open up and really having an interest and, and learning about them and sharing that with the world, man, it's just it's really inspiring to me. Every time I see one of his uh, videos, just I, I learn so much about myself, um, as well as, of course, the the, the people he, he's he's talking to. But really, in terms of just, uh, you know, I get to question, man, wh- how do I treat other people? How do I look at them? Um, it's a 
It's a great cause in any case. So that is um, Special Books by Special Kids. You can find out more about them at uh, specialbooksbyspecialkids.org. And with that, let's get into our episode with David Mee. country town with with not much going on really um i was the youngest of five no sorry four the youngest of four um and so i pretty well uh what's the word i raised myself to some degree my next oldest brother was five years older than me so our friend circles didn't really mix um <clears throat> anyway spent a lot of time by myself and there was nothing in the way of Organised sports, well, there was, but we never got into it for one reason or another. Um, so I really grew up not doing any of the things that I really wanted to do just because there wasn't the opportunity around. Um, I really would have wanted to get into gymnastics <clears throat> as a kid, but um, like I really enjoyed it at school, but there was no opportunity really. So, um yeah, and with one thing and another, I uh, got married young and had kids young and just never really got into anything anything long-term that was um, that was really something that I wanted to do. Um, and so finally this year, like my oldest is 14, um, we really decided that we wanted to get it all started because we wanted to get him into martial arts mm. because we felt like he really needed something stable and committed and that would really give him a skill. Um, and we wanted to teach him um, perseverance isn't the right word. We wanted to teach him that it's okay to be committed to something and even when you don't feel like it, it's okay to have something that you just have to do anyway mm. regardless kind of the skill of long-term pushing through something. And so we went to the first lesson. Um, it's about an hour away is our nearest. We're still in that same country town. So it's about an hour away, <coughs> the, um, the lessons. So we went there and I just thoroughly, I was just there to watch. Um, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I was watching them all. And <laughs> I went that closeness so I could hear what was going on. And I thought, you know, this is something I might get out of getting into this. Like, this is really good. Um, and so, yeah, so then I joined up as well. And from then on, we're both gone every Tuesday night, knock off from work, and we both head up, drive an hour and have our lesson and drive back again. Wow, man. Um, it's, it's been really awesome. And it's, I think it's teaching me the same thing. Mm. <laughs> as well actually so, you know that there is it's the thing I didn't get growing up like with the organised sports where they had to do training every week and every year Saturday there was a game on mm-hmm. but my life was very haphazard um, and I could definitely see that coming through in, in other areas of my life <clears throat> I've really lacked that I don't have a built in skill to be able to just keep on plugging away at something regardless. Um, so this has been really good, you know, like even though 
oh, it's like it's it's hard to go some Tuesday nights because there's this on and that on and there's family pressures and whatever. But no, we've said we'd go and you don't really want to miss any more than one lesson because they do teach you new stuff every week. So, you know, you don't want to get behind and no, it's been really good. Wow. So uh, a lot of places I want to go with uh, what you just said, man. But um, uh, let me start with here. As, as you talked about finding something for your son. Um, was there something going on in his life that it, it, he was lacking that bit or you didn't think that he could get it in any other way? Um, <clears throat> well... No, what? Just got to think about that. Um, no, so Micah is um, like he's on the, the autism spectrum. He's not super high up, but he's 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 far enough along the spectrum that he finds school like super difficult um, to cope with the social side of things. So we've been homeschooling him ever well, for years now. And we just didn't have at home on, like, we've got a block and um, we didn't have the structure or anything to really give him that, you know, long-term commitment that he had to do something because he, he was fairly flexible during the day. As long as he got all his schoolwork in, you know, he's, he's quite flexible to do whatever he's kind of passionate about, which is great. You know, we love that. But there wasn't that commitment that you get at school that, you know what, you just have to show up and you have to do this and you have to do that. Um, which while there are bad elements to that, there's also is, you know, that does teach you that sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Um, we did run some sheep on the block for a while and I put a few crops in because I'd never done anything like that before. Um, so there was some work involved in that, but it was very kind of haphazard. You know, it was all go, go, go. And then that was it. And then you got to wait for stuff to grow. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Like any farmer knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically we just wanted to give him that consistent routine of something that was external to us. It wasn't us as his parents making him do something. Hmm. Um, Cause he did originally, you know, say that, yes, you know, you know, he'd love to do that. But then after the first lesson or two, he's like, oh, you know, <clears throat> don't want to have to go. And he still does it. He goes, oh, do we have to go to karate? I'm like, yeah, of course we do. And afterwards, karate says, oh, thanks for making me go, Dad. That was so good. Oh, you know? wow. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> and, and he's quite mature for his age. He, he says, you know, I don't want to do it initially, but once I get into it, I really, really enjoy it. So. I'm glad you make me do this. You know? Wow. God, yeah. that's just that by itself, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm wondering why why martial arts? I mean, I mean you can get that kind of consistency in say playing football or, you know, other 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 type of sports. Um although sometimes most of the time those are just seasons, I understand that. But, um, I, you know, I've heard of other folks, uh, you know, even myself, you know, being in, in team sports growing up, that can kind of get a bit of that uh, feel as well. What, what drew you guys to martial arts? Um, have to think about it. 
I think there was just a lack of anything else around, quite honestly, that filled all those boxes. Um, yeah, just where we live, there was nothing else that would give that, you know, it, it's quite, we wanted him to do something very physical as well as, you know, with all the commitment side of things. And there was really nothing else around organised that, that filled that. Um, um, yeah, we looked and looked around for all sorts of options, and there was really there was really nothing else mm-hmm. except for there was a couple of different flavors of martial arts we could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, we picked karate because it was kind of the most convenient for our for our schedule, being on a you know on an evening, and we could have got there. So I see. Um, yeah, so we picked that one, and it's been great been loving it yeah that's that's awesome so as far as um there's something else that you talked about in terms of somebody else outside of you and your wife instilling a bit of this value of doing things consistently on a regular basis with him particularly since you all have him 24 hours a day. I mean, you're homeschooling and that type of thing. Um, now I, I have, I have two, I have, I have two girls that are, that are training myself, but that was, so, and that was something that, um, I tried to do in terms of, you know, kind of training them on my own. Um, but I had to learn the hard way that that might not have been the best route to take. What, what made you think like immediately that this was something that you had to, uh, you know, you wanted to use somebody outside? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, there is definitely that, um, I don't know, because you're the parent and you're there and on all sorts of other, you, you're there on all sorts of other areas of life. Um, where you got to interact with them. There's so many different hats you wear as a parent, so many different ways of interacting with your child, with your kid, that there are areas where, you know, we make him do stuff on a consistent basis, you know, like chores. and um, We just felt that it was really important that he learnt, like at school, you know, they have to respect the teachers and... Um, that you know someone else's authority is you know in a good context to be able to respect that you know especially being a young teenager like we felt this is kind of like the time like if he learns this now he'll be you know much harder to learn it later on um and before that it's a little bit too early for for that particular you know yes when you're 10 and that I don't know, you've got a different mentality. Once you start hitting the teenage years, mm. um, this being able to take the responsibility, no, what's the word? Um, authority, like that somebody else has authority and you can respect it. Mm. Um, we just feel like that's really valuable to learn going through. That's interesting that you say that about the ages. Though I mean, you've got a sensitivity 
to uh, to okay, well, I think he's ready to hear it from somebody else. You know, around ten years old, maybe it, you know it wouldn't have clicked, but now it seems like that's that's something that would work a bit more. Is that something you find because you've got other kids as well? Is that something that you find that is specific to your oldest, or is that something that you think is just kind of a a, a universal type thing? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, well, it's hard. I I can't think of it in terms of other people's context because, um, but just in our family, it's specific to Micah because um, our daughter is eleven, but she's completely different. Um, yeah, I wouldn't need to necessarily teach her that. Hmm. The same way as I'm doing that. And then our next time this is five. So, um, uh, five reels don't have any concept. Control them any how you try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, especially for boys, you know, that's where the whole organized sports definitely teaches that, and the whole, you know your coach if you've got a good coach and somebody that they respect outside of of your family i think it's just a fantastic thing i'm just trying to think for girls i think it would apply but it would look different um Yeah, no, I'll have to think about that one. Yeah. Now, your daughter, uh, did she have any interest in uh, in pursuing this at all, particularly after you and, and your uh, son started? Uh, uh, yes and no. Um, on one level, I think <clears throat> she liked the look of it and the sound of it. But then on another level, um I should probably try and get her into it in the next few years because she's got a definite thing about commitment, which is <laughs> needed as well. Mm. Um, she will try and get out of stuff if she can as well. So, But just because of her particular personality and that, it's not something I could force her to do. Mm. She'd have to willingly choose it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'll have to wait and see how that goes. Pretty strong personality, huh? <laughs> she's a very strong personality. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so she's at that age where, um, you know, I'm, I'm done making her do things. You know, we still make her do her chores and and that sort of thing. But as like, we want her to respond to, you know, the relationship rather than you know be the legalistic parent that makes her do certain things. So yeah, it's a real balancing act at yeah. the moment. Eleven's yeah. quite a tricky age. Sure, yeah, <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Now. Um, I want to talk about when you brought your son for that first lesson. Um, was he excited about it at the time? Was did you have to kind of bring him kicking and screaming? What was that? What was that experience like? Um, <clears throat> he he definitely was super nervous. He didn't know what to expect, mm. and um, yeah, he's always nervous in social situations, especially if something he doesn't know. So. He definitely would have bailed if he had the choice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was just too far out of his comfort zone. Mm. 
And he didn't um, know how to drive either, right? So he couldn't, like, no, that's <laughs> couldn't right. go anywhere. He was an hour away from home. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he – but once he got into it, oh, I think the first lesson was a bit nerve-wracking for him. Um, yeah, the whole the whole experience, I think, was quite nerve-wracking. And so I kind of had to make him do the second lesson as well which mm. is the one I joined in. And I think me joining in was quite good for him mm. as far as that goes because even though we do our separate training and everything, we quite often spar up. And uh, that's been awesome. That's just been fantastic. Mm. Um, and so that, I think that was just enough having me there doing it as well, you know, taking orders from the same guy. Uh, I think just that connection made it okay for him to push past his social kind of anxiety that he he has had. He's definitely getting better now. And I think, to be quite honest, I reckon this last six months of karate has really changed how he how he feels about social situations. Like his confidence level now compared to six months ago with out in social situations is incredible. Um and I think a lot of that has to do with, yes, he's maturing, but also he's just been exposed to all this stuff that he never would have been exposed to before, um, as well as the fact that he knows he's actually got some skills, you know, under his belt, so to speak. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, just that whole combination has been really, really good for him. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because you talk about um... – when you say social situations, I mean, you're, it's not, what was, what's that like? What was that like for him before? Because he's spending the majority of his time with his family, you and your wife and, and, and your other yeah. kids. Um, yeah. But when he goes out for, for other things, we can talk about social situations. Is it that he has, is it play dates? Is it what, what, what types of things um, was he exposed to prior? Like, yeah. Yeah, so we, um, you know, being homeschooling, we're pretty conscious of getting him out and about. Um, so there's um, there's different kind of youth events in the town um, that we that he goes to. Sometimes he catches up with friends. Like he's okay with friends. Um, he goes over to his friends' places quite a bit. Um, and every now and again, they've got some camps on around the place that he'll go to that people organise. Um, and there's a few other kind of odd days that that we'll go to that where he's, it's when he's not familiar with the people. Mm. Um, his particular hang-ups about people he doesn't know. So we're still working through that with him. But, um, but yeah, even like, you know, going to the shops and stuff would be fine, except he... Um, there's just this hang-up with all the people around that he doesn't know. Like it, it was just his particular, you know, you'd be super worried about what people thought about him and huh. that sort of thing. So that was just his particular, you know, I was similar growing up. It was a bit different, but, yeah, like I understand, yeah. Well, it's, it's now going to the class once a week. And um, how many people are, are in 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 there usually when you go? 
Yeah, it's pretty small. Um, there's about five or six students, and there's one. Oh, had a mental blank. I forget the name of the what you meant to call the the leader dojo. Um, and then there's three black belts that regularly come um, who are teachers as well. They come and, um, you know, spar up and do training and he's sort of easing them into, you know, being able to lead their own lessons and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty small group, which is great. Um, but every now and again somebody new comes, but that doesn't seem to phase him at all now because um, he's in there and established and, and it's all good. Well, that's really interesting, right? Because, I mean, I, I have challenges. You know, I'm a fairly introverted type of person. Um, I have challenges even going to into uh, a new situation where there's people I'm not gonna I'm not gonna know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then, um, you know, it sounds like he he's is one. He's kind of found uh, a group that over time he's forced to kind of get to know them, right? There's no, particularly if you're running drills and you're doing, you're sparring up and that type of thing, he has no choice but to kind of get over that (laughs) to, to, to hit the, the, uh, uh, the task in hand. But because of the environment, he, he's constantly forced to meet new people. Anyway, like you said, um, new people are coming in all the time. Um, but it's, it's a different kind of confidence that he can bring to that new relationship um, as opposed to just coming in like zero, you know, this person has zero expectations. Uh, this person has zero expectations. You got to take something out of it. But now, and I think this is, uh, this is a great part of particularly martial arts is that when somebody comes in, you're taught you have a responsibility to that new person. So he can, I mean, he has another context to be able to bring into this relationship with them, aside from, like, yeah. small talk, I suppose. <laughs> That's right. No, definitely. There's already that combined interest there. Mm. And, um, yeah, and you're obviously encouraged to, you know, to make them feel welcome, and there's a whole different dynamic. Um, absolutely. How was he with the physical aspect of it? In terms of not only, you know, you learn, <coughs> you learn more about how to use your own body, right? In yep. very different yep. ways, um, could be very challenging. But on top of that, particularly when it gets to uh, partner type drills, now you have somebody else to kind of worry about. In that, one, you perform these techniques on them, which again, even f- for a full-grown adult, it's like, you actually want me to do what to this other person? <laughs> like, this, yeah. is not, this is not something that we do in polite company, right? Yeah, but then on the other side, and this is, um, the, uh, the, this could be a bit more challenging at times. It's like, oh my gosh, this person is going to be doing the exact same thing back to me now. Yeah. You know? So what was he like in that type of physical interaction? <clears throat> yeah, no, that's a great question too. Um, it's definitely been fantastic for him um, uh, first off, just with his own body, like you said, um, he's always been a little bit unaware of where his hands and feet end start and finish, so um, not 
really quite clumsy, but just enough to, you know, cause accidents or because he's just not quite aware of his body that 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 much, especially because he was growing so much as well. Um, I think it's been fantastic for him to to learn to coordinate his whole body at once um, because that's something he hasn't had to do. Um, so you know, to know where your <clears throat> where your feet are, where your hands are, you know your weight balance, all of that sort of thing. Um, that's been really good for him to to start to learn because, he, yeah, he's never been very much aware of, of his body and what his arms and legs are doing. Um, doing chores and is a very like, different movement than having to do this type of thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Planting, planting uh, crops is, is very different from having to that's right. do this type of thing, yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, it's, it's just a whole different skill set that I think you can bring into your life, but you don't, yeah, you'd never learn it otherwise. Um, and when it comes to other people, um, he was very much to start with, it was all about him, you know, which is actually quite true. Like everything was kind of all about him deep down. And um, so, for instance, like when we were sparring he would be all about like I, I had always tried to do like wrestling or you know physical stuff with him because because he loves it and it's really good for him but he was just always so full-on you know and he'd try he would kind of overwhelm you just want to you know he'd want to win you see so he'd just full-on 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 that was just his thing mm. and he to start with he took that into sparring and yeah, the instruction and the black belt was like very quickly pulled him up and was like, whoa, slow down. Like, and they had to explain to him the, the balance and the dance between the sparring partners. And that I think one of the best things he's, he's learned is that it's not all about winning. Mm. Between you and your sparring partner, you're actually both, the idea is not that you're trying to win and beat them. The idea is that you are both helping each other grow mm. and learn. So that was the biggest thing I think that's really been good for him because now like you go in and, you know, punches and kicks and then and then you back back and let them have a turn and come in and have a go. And so you both have the opportunity to you're actually helping each other's skills improve rather than I'm just here to beat this person. Mm. And that took him quite a while to get his head around. Um, always about, oh, I've got to put all these kicks in and I've got to get them down. And and now I think it's starting to finally sink in that, oh, okay, that's not what it's all about, you know. In this context, we're helping each other, you know, to grow our own skills. Um, and just that mindset shift, I think, has been fantastic. Mm. Really good. Yeah. You can see that in other areas, you know, kind of overflowing in other areas of, of how he interacts as well. I mean, that's a big lesson oh, to learn. Yeah, definitely, because that is, is his personality. Um, he can become very consumed like, uh, with whatever he's doing. Like, so for instance, he's really keen on uh, remote control planes. You know, he builds all his own plane, planes, gets foam and makes planes out of them and but when he's with friends, it has always typically been all about him, the mm. same thing. So, like, 
how often he gets to fly the plane and blah, blah, blah. But now he's far more aware of the other person. It's really interesting to watch, actually, making sure that they have a turn and that, you know, the whole thing is kind of more even. So it's been really good. Huh. Now, that's just one example, but, yeah. yeah, it does play out in other areas too. Well, I mean, that's an important lesson in any case, right? There's absolutely there, there's merit to um, anybody, children or otherwise, to learn that uh, learn about ownership, right? Have something that is their own, make it feel like their own, which is important. Then there's got to be that that sharing aspect of it as well. That you know you you think about other people. Okay, I mean, not to the point necessarily where you're kowtowing to whatever somebody else says. Obviously, there's a, there's a balance there as well. Yep. But yep. there's more than just what's going on in here, you know, and, and in here, yep. in your body. It's like, okay, well, the other other people that are part of this kind of, kind of a, it's a co-creative experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's having, yeah, having another kind of sparring partner there's so much more to be aware of than just what's going on for yourself. Mm. And so while actually, I haven't tried to put this into words before. So while you're kind of securing yourself, let's say, um, yes. And you're engaging your own skills and, but you're also, you have to be very aware of other people and make it a mutual experience. So you're bringing yourself into, I was thinking about how this applies to other areas of life and something I thought for myself with a sparring partner and, and this same dynamic was it's kind of like a marriage. <laughs> a good marriage. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of dynamics that don't work in a marriage and, you know, like if it's all about yourself, that doesn't work. If it's all about the other person, well, that doesn't work either, and that doesn't that doesn't work in a sparring situation. It can't be all about the other person, and you never do any kicks or punches because that won't help them either. It's all about being confident in yourself and learning your own confidence, your own skills, and then bringing yourself into that situation. So, and then the other person being their own person learning and growing in their own skills and them coming in and you're coming in as equals, um, bring, you're both bringing yourself into it. So it's you've got to have that balance, otherwise the relationship doesn't work. Mm. Um, I don't know. I found that really because that's actually something that we've been working through in our own marriage, you know, that whole imbalance of, you know, like I was the, the, I was the typical Mr. Nice guy where, I'll just let everything, oh, like, whatever you want, you know, whatever you're happy with. And But then there were certain things that I'd really want to do and, you know, I'd get resentful about it because, you know, and there was this, this whole, the whole dynamic wasn't in balance. Mm. And so having been through, gone through the Mr. Nice Guy book, and it's a very similar concept to actually I have to be my own person and I have to be confident and, you know, I have to know what I want and we have to both bring ourselves into the relationship as equals and work through things, you know, work through conflicts as equals. Um, 
and very, very similar to the whole sparring situation with the with the martial arts. Um, that was something I I found really awesome about it. Hmm. Well, I want to yeah. I, I want to talk about your experience with it because, and I've heard this, uh, you know, from from other uh, folks as as well. You see that they bring in their child because they've got these grand plans, these grand visions for their child, and then something clicks, something just kind of, you know, a little bug in the ear. Like, wait a minute. Start looking. What what was that experience like for you? <sighs> well, I think like exactly like you say, that was the situation. It was, it was for Micah. But then when he was doing it, there was this, I think it was the part of me, you know, the little kid and the boy growing up that <laughs> never had anything, even though I'd wanted something like that, I'd never been able to. Mm. And I'm like, you know what, I'm not too old for this kind of stuff yet. Mm. Mm. You know, despite how I feel. Um, and I just felt, I just knew inside that it would be something that would be really good for me mm. to do, to get into. So um, it didn't take much persuasion didn't take much persuasion for myself uh, to join them as well. And, yeah, just that a lot of what I was teaching, like what we talked about with Micah and the, the awareness of your body and just all the different skills that's bringing in, I've just been thoroughly enjoying learning it all because it's stuff that I never learned. Um, and it's I don't think I'll ever learn that in any other situation quite like that. So. Um, it's kind of like when you're when you're an adult, you have to realise, I reckon, what what you didn't learn, what you didn't know growing up, and sometimes you've just got to find ways to teach yourself this stuff. Um, kind of reparent yourself in that in that sense. Um, but yeah, just been thoroughly enjoying it. Well, it's interesting that you said um, you had specific things in mind for Micah for you know, lessons and skills, personal development that you wanted for him. But then you found that those are things that upon reflection, it's like, oh, maybe I need some of this stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never had that train of thought, quite honestly, that, you know, I hadn't had that particular self-reflection that, that this is all the stuff that I think I probably need to learn. I've never had that conversation with myself. Um, so I'm really glad that it all will happen like that because looking back, there's a lot of all of that stuff that I absolutely really benefit from from you know, learning and, and going through those experiences because looking back, I haven't had any of that. I've never had to... Um, voluntarily be committed to something and stick it out just for whatever reason. I've always had the option of stopping or I've never had that option or, you know, yes, you've got to go to work, but that's not really voluntary. Mm. You don't go to work, you don't get money. So, um, And I've always been very challenged, let's say, at things like working out and being consistent, you know, being consistent in, you know, healthily eating, that stuff's always been a challenge for me. 
because it's a voluntary thing. And if I don't feel like it, all it just stops. So there's just enough commitment here to, yes, you know, I could stop if I wanted to, but I really don't want to. So I'll put all the effort in to, you know, to drive two hours every every week to to do this stuff. So. Well, it sounds like you've there's more. This has more hooks in you than some of the other things, right? I mean, one, it's something that you your value. You see the value in it for your son, right? But then yeah. you you enjoy it as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I feel like personally, I I don't like lifting weights. It's just not something that I enjoy. Yeah, you no. know. <laughs> no. So it helps that you found a, a bit of this for you. And again, it's a, it's it's a huge bonus that you have it as a, as a, you know something that your your son, albeit before he gets to the class, maybe wasn't wanting to go, but at the end, thanking you for for helping him stick stick with it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, what is it? Has it been like um, going through this journey? with your boy i mean there's there's one thing uh, it's one thing to maybe as a parent right seeing from the outside wow i can see these changes in him i can see how you know comparing like you're saying from one social situation completely outside of that environment to where he is in that environment to even the changes from within the dojo to changes now outside in social circles you know you know but it's a completely different thing when you reflect upon now we're doing this together. We're on this path together. What what has that been like for you? Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. Um, um, it's been really actually interesting. The byplay and the the way it's gone. Like he thoroughly enjoys it. He's always. <clears throat> He's always been someone who wants lots of like quality time is his love language. So he's always wanted quality time. And because we've got five kids and business and a job and like things have just always been busy. We've always just felt like we've not been giving him enough that he needs. Like we give him a lot, but it never has quite felt like enough. You know, one-on-one time. So there's that aspect of it, of just the quality time, you know, like, the two hours in the car, it's just gold, you know. Um, you know, that's one of the good bits about it as well. But then the um, the learning the same skills at the same time is like, it's the most bonding thing. Um, because he'll be like picking me up on stuff and then I'll be picking him up on stuff. But it's far more equal. But the rest of our relationship you know, like I'm the parent and, you know, I've had more experience and more life lessons. And so there's just that, you know, equals obviously, but sort of my vision with all my kids is that, you know, once they hit adulthood, I just want to be their best friend, you know, mm. I don't want to be the parent anymore. Um, somebody they can hang out with and enjoy company and, and sure, you know, they'll ideally, you know, they'll respect me as a parent enough to want to ask questions and advice. But I just want to be, like, more of a friend, far more equal. Mm. And um, this feels like 
this is the only probably this is probably the only spot in our life where we feel far more equal and just yeah, I'm not any higher up than him because we're both learning the same skills. We're both pretty well at the same skill level. Um, I would have thought, like going into it, I, I think I had this unconscious expectation that I would pick up this stuff like really quick mm. and that <laughs> I'd be in front of him. I don't know why I thought that. And um, like typically, I, and but I've really struggled with some aspects of it and had to really work hard, you know, at putting together all the different moves. And, um, and yeah, and he says his struggles the same. And so we've both been able to help each other there. And I don't think either of us have got this above the other person, you know, when it comes to karate, um, we're both the same. And I don't know, it's a really awesome experience um, having a teenager. Well, that's interesting that you say that because, I mean, particularly because that's all they know is you as the parent. It's you as you tell them what to do for any kind of guidance. If they have any, if they need any support or if they need advice, hopefully, I mean, in most situations, they're coming to you for that because you have the answers, you know. Or if you if you don't have the answers, then you know where to go to to get the answers, and they can kind of hold on to your coattails as as you do that, right? They always can go to mom or go to dad or such. But in this case, they can't. They can't see you in that way. That's right. And interesting uh-huh. that you know when you yeah. say that, you know, there are things that he helps you with. And I know for me, like, uh, in, I think for the majority of parents, that's not something that happens until a bit later in life, unless, you know, maybe the child is a prodigy in one thing or another, oh, let me, you know, you know, I'll, I'll just leave it to my kid and I'll, I'll ask them about it later. But for, you know, aside from those, I think, rare exceptions, most of the time, you're not asking your kid for help. Yeah. What has that been like for the both of you when, when, you, put, when you are in those type situations? Well, it's really good because it, it is something that I am aware of. Um, it is something that has, um, I don't know where it came up, but it, it definitely came up, you know, in part of our parenting that uh, we probably just read it somewhere because we, you know, we do lots of, of self-help re- reading that. It came up somewhere anyway onto our radar that, it's really important for a teenager that um, that they actually develop their own skills separate. You know, the teenage boy especially is going to want to develop skills separate to his dad hmm. because he wants that. He wants his own. He wants to be his own person. Um, and we have actually encouraged that. So, like, for instance, with his um, remote control planes, he's just a wizard at, you know, all the – the stuff he does, I don't know, like with his servos and his, he binds this and he programs that and he tunes that and he, you know, and he's super good at fixing things. Um, and for also for, for quite a few years now, I realised that he had this knack for fixing stuff that I just didn't. Like I'm pretty handy, but he'll just push through somewhere where I'll stop 
he'll just push through and keep trying stuff until he fixes it. And um, so I've really encouraged that. So I've actually backed off learning, so to speak, how to fix this stuff mm. and just go, oh, Michael, you're really good at this. Like, mm. can you, could you do that for me? Like, oh, that's something, could you fix that? Because, like, you're really good at that sort of stuff. Just, I've been consciously bringing that dynamic in, you know, trying to give him that thing that, you know, he's, he's actually got skills that I don't have. Um, but this, this is different again because, you know, we're both learning the same skills, but we've both got our different style and technique. Yeah, actually, I haven't got, this is a great conversation. So we've both got our different style and technique. Um, we've both got our strengths and weaknesses we can already see. Um, so we'll be able to pick up each other on areas where they're, you know, maybe part of their techniques down or whatever. But that doesn't make either of us any better because we know that I'm actually not good at some other area that he's he's better at, you know, like his, he, like, my flexibility is fairly shot, for instance, you know, and I find the high kicks are just, oh, mate. Uh, anyway, so I'm trying to work on flexibility. I'm trying to do a roundhouse kick higher than my waist. is like agony, you know. <laughs> and, and he's, like, super flexible at it. So he's just, like, easily, he's like, Dad, you're not kicking high enough, you know. You've got to bring it right up here. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but then on the other hand, um, you know, he'll drop his hands or he'll have this or that and I'll be able to pick him up on that. And so, but it's very even, like, yeah, there's there's no higher than each other. It's just a really awesome dynamic, I find. It's going to be an interesting feeling as well in that when he does give you that advice, right, or when you even just ask him a direct question about how do we do this, it must be a very interesting feeling. You know, I know you've been doing it for for uh, six months now, but I mean, like, even to like the first time of like, I, oh, I'm I, the parent, actually have to ask my son for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. There was definitely there was definitely some a few strange things went on in there. Um, I don't remember it being too dramatic because I think I've always had I've had that mindset mm. for a while now of of asking him for help in different situations. Mm. Um stuff that I know he's good at to build him up on that. So I don't think it was that too bad. But yeah, that was definitely I like I said, I, I think I went in there with this expectation that I would be better than him at it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. For no reason, just but then realising that, you know, this is actually going to be quite a struggle for me to challenge rather to to get all this stuff down. That I, don't, I, just, I didn't have any of those real skills that would help in martial arts that I thought I would, you know, like because I've had been able to do the gymnastics sort of stuff and, you know, relatively fit. But... Um, when it comes to the whole aware of your body and where your hands and your feet are and, you know, your mind wants your hands and feet to do this, but then 
you tend to think, don't do that. And you oh, you know, and that putting all that together, I've really had to work hard at, like from scratch, really. So realizing that oh, I'm actually on the same level as him. Yeah, it was it was a it was a bit of a, an adjustment to start with. Um but uh I'm really glad about it though, because there's it does bring this commonness, it does bring this you know, we're on the same level and, you know, like we can be friends. Mm. Um, and it doesn't take away in any way from any other part of our, you know, father-son relationship um, because it, it's its own little context. You know, it doesn't, in no way does it, you know, lower anything else in the, in the rest of our life. You know, it doesn't take away from anything. It just It just adds that whole togetherness yeah it's really good it's another dimension that was added that's been added to your relationship yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Not, yeah and that's a great I, I love that you said that it's not taking away from anything else that you're doing outside of there um but it's 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 enhancing in any case um i also like you know the way you're describing know that you are kind of equal in all this and that you'd actually it sounds like you had to find a bit of humility <laughs> on a couple <laughs> on a couple levels um not only in terms of um you know you learning this even if you just you just went on your own without him right there's the level of humility you've got you've got a lot that comes along with the territory yeah but then also in terms of how and you know i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because it's just kind of a natural thing well we're teaching our kids, you know, so I'm, I'm assuming I'm just going to be better at them, uh, at, at whatever is going to be than, than they are, but had a little bit of a, an adjustment as you called it there as well. Yeah. 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 And I think it's been, that's been really good for me. Like, I don't think it's been an, an issue as such. Like, I don't think, but like you say, you, you just have this thing where, you're kind of better in inverted commas than them at all this stuff. So, you know, you can help them with all these things and just that not being their dynamic in this situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, Humility is probably a good one. Like after that first lesson and just going, you know, what, I, I'm starting at ground zero here. Like <laughs> I've got to put a completely different mindset on. Yeah, it was good. It's been good though. Yeah. Well, there's the there's the expectation, right? And then there's the the actualization. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. Dave, this was this was great. Love. I love. I love this, man. It's like you just uh, just hearing about. I mean, there's so many. It seems like there's just so many journeys that are incorporated into this, just this kind of one experience that, that you're sharing, um, with you, with your, with your boy. Um, that's awesome. I think, you know, just a lot of people listening to this could really, could really take a, uh, more than a few notes, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad we've had this conversation because I've never really thought about it all like this before. It's only kind of speaking it out that I've kind of, yeah, we really able to, crystallize all of this stuff so it's been fantastic thank you oh no my pleasure man listen um 
I know that some folks that are going to be listening to this are going to want a bit more of you. Um, let me talk to you a bit more about your journey through this or you know, just kind of connect with you in some way. What's the best way they could do that? Um, probably on, um, on Facebook, maybe on my profile and, um, yeah, and then private messaging or, um, yeah, they'll be able to see pretty quickly what they're going to resonate with me, you know, off my profile <laughs> of what, what we've got going on. So yeah, definitely. David, again, it was a, it was a pleasure. Um, thanks again for being on. Thanks very much for having me. It's been fantastic. Folks, I hope you appreciated this uh, episode with David. Again, I I liked it in that it's different for me because um, I'm not really taking the journey in martial arts with my girls, uh, per se. Um, I kind of have my class. They have theirs. But David is doing this with his son, and I just really enjoyed learning about that journey that he's taking and some of the uh, the dynamics that are uh, are happening now with his, with his family and and with his son through it all. Uh, that is it for this episode. We'll see you next time on the Everyday Fighter podcast. <laughs>